friends, welcome back. My name is Octavia and this is my astrology podcast. This is part two of a two-part episode that I'm releasing about the new moon in Pisces happening on Wednesday, March 2nd. That's Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And this is the part two segment of the video uh, slash podcast. So in this piece, I'm going to be describing a bit more about the context uh, of this new moon happening uh, in, within the framework of the U.S. natal Pluto return. So the other significant thing about this um, new moon is that Venus is leaving shadow at 27 degrees. She's leaving shadow, right? And this is, of course, 27 degrees of Capricorn is the U.S. Pluto um, natal Pluto point. Now, it's interesting because Venus is leaving shadow and on that degree at the same time as the new moon in Pisces. So there's this simultaneous feeling we're going to have that's going to come in about moving forward and letting go all at once. And it's, you know, I think there's some things that can relate to this um, in a bigger sense with things like crypto, um, Web 2 and Web 3 and so on and so forth but i i think that this is really profound that venus is finally moving forward at this degree i think there's going to be some stuff going on in the states um i don't really like to make predictions but it'll be interesting to see what comes of this um stateside you know earlier this month in february um we had the, uh, the shares plummeting at, uh, at facebook 230 two billion dollars in a day and this was on the 3rd of february the biggest one day drop in value in the history of the u.s stock market and you know it's interesting because this is part of it um the pluto return um, and also the the distinction that's being made now between web 2 and web 3 uh web 2 being more about uh, web 2 has been the one that we are all kind of nauseous and done with because it's so uh you know problematic on a lot of levels because it consists of a small group of tech giants like amazon apple uh facebook microsoft google um who basically are uh have all of our data and they're selling it you know businesses and and folks have all had to um lose privacy essentially um without their consent so uh, Web3 is going to be more user-specific and ensure data security and privacy and uh, avoid the risks of um, internet hacking that we've had in Web2. And it's Web3 is going to be based upon the blockchain technology. So this is what crypto is based on. Um, and this is what's going to give us, um, you know, transparency, anonymity. Um, and it's decentralized. So we're not going to have a centralized authority um, or bank uh, making all the decisions. It's going to be all based on a ledger that is um, online and it's available for anyone to see at any time and it's controlled and um, it's controlled and updated by individuals. So, and there's no way to cheat basically. And that's why crypto is taking hold, because we are removing the middleman, if you will, 
Uh, same with NFTs. Uh, this is why NFTs are, I think, um, such a big thing right now because, uh, and speaking from my own experience as a working artist, uh, for the first time now in history, artists are actually able to produce their work and to sell directly uh, to whoever wants to buy it and actually get the royalties if that person later on decides to resell it, um, which is unprecedented uh, in the realm of uh, art and for uh, working artists. So there's a lot more to say about NFTs, um, but I think the what this all boils down to, you know, and I actually wanted to also point to this uh, article here about this, uh, the, the brand Carhartt and this store that went out of business is really unfortunate, 100 year old store um, symbolizing the American worker. It went under actually on December 31st of 2020, which was within uh, a week of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction at zero degrees Aquarius. So, um, you know, this is the end of an era. This is what Pluto in, you know, final degrees of Capricorn is about. It's like the old paradigm is about physical labor, and it's usually labor that you're doing for someone else. And, uh, you know, this new paradigm, it's you know, it's not about hard labor, it's about bandwidth and, um, you know, blockchain technology, it's about decentralized um, infrastructure. And so this is a shift that's very exciting. And, you know, I think that um, getting into crypto and NFTs, it reminds me of like, the difference between buying Ikea furniture and um, versus buying furniture from like a furniture store, I guess, you know, you, you get involved in crypto NFT stuff and you're the one that has to kind of figure it out. And um, there's something really rewarding about that. There's something really empowering about that. And I, I think it's an exciting shift that's happening. Um, and for me, you know, when I left the States, initially, I ended up losing my debit card um, and, I, and I was overseas. Uh, I had a Bank of America card at the time and I needed a replacement and I was actually in Australia. I rang them up. I said, hey, I'm, I'm overseas. I really need my card replaced. And they said, oh, you're not in the U.S. Well, we, we can't send you a replacement. And I said, what? That's a joke. Uh, they said, no, we can send it to someone within the, you know, continuous uh, United States uh, and then they can send it to you. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. But like I'm, but they wouldn't do it. And so this was when I, my first experience with Bitcoin, uh, with crypto, was actually in that situation because um, I couldn't get a card replacement and I had PayPal and I needed to convert currency and I found someone, uh, an individual who was able to turn it into Bitcoin uh, and then I was able to turn it into, um, this was in 2016, so this was, there's a lot of apps now that will do all of this very easily, I've learned, but um, Bitcoin really saved me at that point in my uh, journey and, you know, it, it opened my eyes to this. So
I want to just uh, take you guys through the next few days here visually with the chart and just walk you through um, the timeline here. So here we are, 26th. So the moon enters Capricorn, and I just wanted to speak about this in brief and say that when the moon is in Capricorn, it's a great time to... The moon doesn't really function all that well in Capricorn. It's uh, The moon rules Cancer, so it's in its fall um, in Capricorn. So the way I like to think of moon and Capricorn moments is like when, you know, you may have a lot going on emotionally, but like you just go to work and you just do what you need to do. And sometimes it can feel like a relief to kind of uh, like leave everything at home or, you know, in your emotional realm and just focus on doing stuff, getting work done, um, you know, whatever that entails. So uh, I think that that's going to be really nice, particularly after the moon has gone through. We've had this big um, Scorpio moon transit and then Sag uh, here with the south node also. And so, you know, probably a fair amount of stuff that we're letting go and contending with and then feeling quite liberated from it and coming back down to earth here in the practicals as of this weekend on Saturday. So from here, I'm just going to jump forward because the moon gets closer here to our friends in uh, late degrees of Capricorn, Venus, Mars, and Pluto. And <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, early Sunday morning. This is happening. And the moon's going to try and Uranus here. So I, this is just a nice buildup, I think, of forward momentum of being able to do practical things toward whatever it is that um, we're, you know, kind of addressing here in our Capricorn part of our charts. And then on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, the moon will be in Aquarius and... Here we have, uh, so the moon's going to conjoin Mercury, and then later that day it'll conjoin uh, Saturn. And the way that, uh, I think that this will be really helpful as well, because here we see the moon's already, sorry, the sun's at 10 degrees, and we've got uh, the moon here. So the moon's on its way to the sun for the new moon. Um and so whatever is coming up for us in these days leading up to it, uh, while the moon is moving through Capricorn and while we are in this sort of practical frame of mind where it's not necessarily suppress suppressing emotional stuff, but it's being able to uh, delegate to um, know, you know, it's that, that Saturn ability to discern uh, what needs to be addressed now and what can wait and what is, um, yeah, what's the best use of the time. And, you know, once the moon goes into Aquarius, again, the moon isn't thrilled in these signs, but it is a helpful lead up, um, I think, because as we go through this process in Capricorn and Aquarius, it's going to show us a lot about what isn't working. And especially with this lead up into um, the end of this week on the 6th. So when Mar uh, Mars and Venus are going to actually leave Capricorn at the same time, um, 
you know, this is just the very last tail end of like cleaning the kitchen and like, you know, uh, doing that last little 5% wiping down the benches and, you know, the stuff that's like, you know, it just is the, the, the last bits and pieces and whatever isn't working in these, uh, days leading up to this, you know, the new moon is about letting go and, because of that, I think we just, uh, it would be wise for us to just pay attention, you know, in these uh, days leading up to it while, while the moon is moving through Capricorn and Aquarius, because it will give us a sense of uh, what's to come, because Mercury is going to be conjoining um, Saturn here. Uh, they're already two degrees apart, which is very close here on March 1st on Tuesday, and uh, this is about, you know, Aquarius is a bit of a rebel, a bit of a, um, this is, I'm going my own way and I'm not really that bothered by what anyone thinks about it. And so there may be some decisions that go against the grain of, um, you know, what it is that's expected of you, what it is that you've been told and, uh, what has been expected of you up to this point. And there may be something or multiple things that are just no longer uh, sustainable. You know, Saturn is about what endures and what is uh, has longevity and seeing things through to the end. Um, and so we can look at this Mercury. So I'll just jump forward so you can see. So here we have Mercury coming in. Uh, to join Saturn as the moon is on its way out of Aquarius. And again, our mo the moon is our feeling realm. And I think while the moon, as I said, doesn't function all that well in these signs because they're Saturn-ruled signs, Saturn is about slowing down and separating, and Saturn's very cold and dry. And the moon likes things very, you know, connected and lush and... Um, yummy. <laughs> so there is this, uh, you know, relationship where the, the moon isn't its happiest in these signs. However, I think that there, we're, there will still be an indication to us as the moon is moving through them, it, it, we'll get some pieces of information about what is, uh, what we will need to know that we're ready to let go of on the new moon. And of course, this is what the new moon is all about particularly in Pisces. Here we are. So this is early a.m. hours on Thursday the 3rd. So I'm just going to back it up a few hours because we'll feel it the night before on the 2nd. It's just exact um, early that morning. So here we have the uh, new moon on its way. And so... We have this triple conjunction here, Mercury and Saturn. And, you know, I think that, again, this is the second house of the U.S. Uh, chart. So this is the second house of money. And, you know, this is where we, the, the ideas of, um, you know, all this inflation stuff. And when, when Pluto went into Capricorn, um, back in 2008, as I said, and we had the financial collapse and the banks were bailed out. Um, you know, Capricorn is about, uh, 
institutions, outside authority. It's about patriarchal, top-down, uh, zero-sum game uh, frameworks. And I think if there's anything in your life, if there's any dynamic in your life where you're getting bullied, uh, where you're getting pushed around, where you know you are have not been able to be fully in your truth uh, for whatever reason, this is a moment where you're gonna have that extra ability to. It, this is the moment to stand up uh, for yourself and to and to shift that. And you know, it's uh, it's really tough because in order to do this, in order to stand up and and show up for ourselves we have to actually believe in ourselves enough to do it and sometimes it's hard like you know sometimes the the stories of the past are louder um, and more familiar than uh, a new story and you know um, a different response would create that new story so um and i think there's still this relationship i've been banging on about about how because uh, back when Mercury entered shadow and uh, Venus and Pluto came together um, on, at the end of December of 2021, on the same day that Jupiter entered Pisces, you know, this is washing away what we are done with that's crumbled. And so I think, you know, and... <laughs> with the U.S. chart, it's interesting because the fourth house is Pisces. And, you know, it's that whole thing of everybody's welcome. You know, give me your poor, your tired, your hungry, all that stuff. Um, and that's in the U.S. chart. Let's just have a look here. So, yeah, in the U.S. chart, that's the fourth house. And... It's a bit at odds, too, with um, Neptune uh, in Virgo here, the U.S. Neptune. And see, we have uh, Neptune in Pisces at the moment as well in the sky uh, in an opposition to the U.S. Neptune. And so in the 10th house of career. So there's a, a bit of contention here between, um, and this is something I think, in my opinion, that can translate globally uh, between, you know, being really specific and, and the, looking at the details of what our career point, uh, our career landscape, if you will, uh, our options, what they are. You know, we have uh, the fourth house is home and foundations on, on an um, individual level. And you know, for the U.S., it's the foundational sort of values and um, the ethos and culture that the U.S. instills. So, and everything, you know, I, I've often heard it, it put that the whatever is in the fourth house, it, it either supports uh, and uplifts the tenth of career or it drags it down um, into you know, if the, the support is lacking, then the fourth house, the instability there can actually drain and um, it can uh, prevent the 10th house from rising and thriving. And because the U.S. has the, um, 
you know, the U.S. dollar is the global backed currency. Um, and the fact that the fiat currency, now I'm not an expert, uh, I meant to say this way earlier, but I'm not an expert, okay, so, you know, astrology is weird, I, I go into a lot of different things that I learn about and um, pick up along the way, so I'm by no means an expert on, um, you know, the financial realm or history or any of these things. So based on what I do understand about all of this um, is that because the U.S. dollar, um, this fiat currency, you know, uh, up until around the time that FDR was um, putting the New Deal in place, so that was uh, when there was a separation between um, the gold uh, standard actually being what was backing the U.S. dollar, and um, and so now ever since then the money is just getting printed, and so the there's no longer that direct relationship between the gold standard and then the money reflecting uh, that currency, and so this is what leads me into uh, topics like crypto um, and NFTs because. The central banking system has continued to print money and print money and inflation's gotten higher and higher. And I have no doubt that this is related to this Pluto return because when Pluto transits any planet uh, in the chart, it, especially a Pluto return, it dredges up everything that is not promoting life, everything that is not working, that will not work any more like at any reasonable capacity uh moving forward and this is where pluto is ruthless you know it's 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 kali from uh you know from hindu um lineage so it's it's just this creation and destruction and if whatever is there and whatever under the surface that's been hiding in the financial realm, you know, it's a really wild thing for me as an American to be in Australia, to see all this happening from the outside, learning about this stuff um, because of this, because of the astrology, you know, the astrology leads me to what I need to see when I need to see it. And so, but to understand now what I do based on the research I've done around U.S. currency that the only reason it has any value um, is because everyone believes it and not because it's actually worth that and this is a very significant um, fact uh, you know and I think there you know we're coming out of the age of Pisces we're coming into the age of Aquarius and there's only so much that a false belief will get us in terms of value, you know, and it's, it's really uh, sobering for me as an American to see all this happening from the outside and to see how it affects everything um, globally as well. Um, I hope that this has been helpful. Um, I'm going to be speaking more about all of these things really soon and yeah for this new moon guys um just i think 
it's okay to let go. It's okay to change things up. And, you know, it's just going to be a process. And I think that um, after the new moon happens, there the sun's going to, the sun and Jupiter are going to conjoin. And that's going to be like the luckiest day of the year uh, by far. And the other part of the new moon um, that I think is a, a really beautiful influence for us to make the most of is Mercury conjoining Saturn. So any contracts that you need to sign, any paperwork, like if you're signing up for a course, if you're, um, you know, uh, releasing uh, a course yourself that you've created, anything like that with Mercury conjoining Saturn, um, you know, and especially with, we're going to have Mars and Venus coming into Aquarius this coming weekend as well on the other side of this new moon. So let go, let go, let go, and then put what's working, put it in motion, make it real, do whatever you need to do to make it happen because the planets are really rooting for you here. Um, and there's really, this is one of those moments where um, there's really no limit to uh, what's possible. So um, I think that's it, guys. Thanks so much for being here and... Uh, yeah, have a beautiful week. Until next time, stay safe, well, and wise.